Welcome to the Wrestling Time Machine. Hello, everybody. I'm Mac Davis, your host, along with wrestling superstar and WWE Hall of Famer, Teddy Long. Hey, Teddy. Hey, holler. Holler. <laughs> and along with him is legendary pro wrestling journalist, Mr. Bill After. Hey, Bill. Hello, thank, you. thank you so much. And I got a special friend with me here today. Boy, I tell you what, it was a hell of a way to start a day to get the news about Jerry Lawler uh, as of the time of uh, this recording. Uh, Jerry, we understand, suffered a stroke. Bill, what do you know about uh, what all is taking place? Any much more than that? Well, I got a call at uh, uh, from one of my inside people at about uh, 8.30 this morning uh, telling me that he was found uh, at uh, in the uh, outside of his home. Um uh, not conscious, and he was rushed to the hospital. Uh, the reports that were initially given was that he had had a stroke. Mm -hmm. um, now I have read some other reports saying it may have just been a blood clot on the brain. Um, it's just, it's terrible because I just spoke to him a uh, day and a half, um, two days ago. Um, he and I always loved... Uh, um, and we still do following the Universal Monsters. We're big horror movie fans of the Frankenstein and Wolfman and all. And Jerry loves that stuff. And he wanted to make sure I was following uh, Universal Monsters on uh, Instagram. And uh, yeah, I've been uh, trying to follow the story all day. I've made calls to his son, Kevin, who I understand is en route to Florida now to uh, see him at the hospital along with some other um, uh, former family members. Uh, and Teddy and I just saw him uh, last Monday uh, backstage at the WrestleMania 30 um, celebration. Yeah, I uh, <clears throat> I was, uh, well, the first I saw it this morning, you know, and then I didn't hear too much about it. So, you know, here I go again. Well, is, is this uh, fake news or is this real news? Yeah. yeah. So, uh, so I just waited, you know, before I commented on it. But yeah, man, I've... Uh, been a good friend of Jerry's for a long time. In fact, I was uh, in Montreal there, you know, the night that he uh, suffered the heart attack there. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, I remember watching that live on TV. Me too. Yeah. So, um, yeah, you know, but, uh, you know, Jerry's, you know, just hell of a guy, one of the nicest guys you could ever meet. Oh, yeah. So, um, I, I, like I said, we're just going by different reports. We don't really know what's going on, but uh, hopefully, you know, um, God's got him in his hands, and uh, he's going to be all right. What a legend. I mean, uh, um, and this, the whole city of Memphis, I understand, is just like stunned that this has happened. Even though he was living at his Florida home uh, in Memphis, he is uh, he's the mayor, the governor, not official. He's, uh, he's Mr. Memphis, Tennessee. He's got such a legacy down there well, well the only there's only two guys that are over in memphis and that's elvis and jerry law that's very right. true that's right. <laughs> very true yeah, right yep let's talk about somebody else too guys uh since the last program we lost lanny poffo oh. how's yeah, Bill? Uh, any memories of lanny i don't know i didn't know him very well i've seen him on a couple of occasions and i think i spoke to him uh one time on one of these uh meet and greets but, uh, you know, it's just last night I was looking at uh, Reels and the Reel channel. They have a lot of, you know, backstage stuff about uh, our wrestling business. Right. They, they showed the real autopsy of uh, whatever, what really happened to Eddie Guerrero, what really killed him. They went all into the Chris Benoit thing. They showed what how he really died. 
And last night they had Randy Savage on there and they were showing about, you know, how, you know, what he had, all stuff he had been putting in his body before he died. Yeah. And then I look up and here's Lenny talking about him, you know, and I'm like, golly, now he's gone. So it's just, that, that was just kind of, last night it was kind of touching because I've known Randy before he was ever the Muncho man, brother. That's how long I've known Randy Savage, okay? Me and him was back in the NWA. I was running with Randy Savage and Dick Slater before I ever even got into business. So that's how long I've known Randy Savage. It gets to the point where you're afraid to even read the news because it just seems like we've had bad news after bad news lately about a lot of friends uh, and it's hard to see that, but, uh, you know, I guess it's a part of getting older, but it doesn't make it any easier yeah, having to deal with it. I talked yeah. to uh, Lanny was very, the happiest point of his life. He had moved, he had met a girl mm -hmm. from Ecuador and uh, I was in touch with him on uh, Facebook Messenger a lot. And he said he's never been, he got married down there to this Ecuadorian lovely lady. And he said he's never been happier. He's never found such peace in his entire life. And he wasn't one of these guys that abused drugs and mm -hmm. stuff like that. He was he was saying that he was in the best shape of his life too. And he was always, you know, if a fan would come over at one of the conventions, like Teddy mentioned, and ask him to recite a poem about something, he could, like Oscar on Men of a Mission, he could just snap and make a poem up like uh, initially. But he was such a great, human being there was a time when um uh there was an issue uh with the magazines i worked for which means me um uh, and not the rest of the staff because they didn't know yep. the rest of the staff and randy and lanny was one of the people who was able to uh smooth that out because i think teddy will attest to this that uh, randy had a very short temper if something bothered him he'd let you know right away and uh oh yeah uh, yeah so oh lanny, yeah lanny had uh straightened that out and uh I miss him. He was just a great guy to uh, to talk to. He's yeah. a regular guy. <laughs> yeah, Randy. I, like I said, man, what what a great guy. Yeah. All right, guys. This is the Wrestling Time Machine here on Sports Keto, which, by the way, you can find us on WrestleBinge on YouTube and also anywhere you find your favorite podcast. Make sure you download it. But, guys, today we're going back to March eighteenth, two thousand two. And that was the day we were introduced to the next big thing. Brock Lesnar. You remember please that night? Please, do you, please, do you remember please, the impact? Please don't try and imitate him. <laughs> you, you, you're really doing great. You're doing great. Don't do nothing to kill your career, please. <laughs> <laughs> so tell me, guys, do you remember the night that he debuted on Raw? Well, Teddy, you to... should. I, I well, had, that was the I, night that uh, I, well, that was our first that started in the WWE, and it was the WWF at that time, and I was refereeing, and so uh, that night was uh, the first time I'd ever seen Brock Lesnar, and was in, and and to be in the ring with him, and believe me, I had been in the WWF a, a, a good little while, you know, and I'd seen some dominant people, King yeah. Kong Bundy, uh, Big John Studd, you know, a lot of big dominant guys, but Brock Lesnar was something that uh, you just was unbelievable, man. So this. This guy here really, he caught my attention. Could you feel the power when you were in the ring? You know, there are certain people when you get in the ring that you can tell this guy's a hoss and he can just lift people up like a feather and throw them around. Could you feel that in the ring, Teddy? Not only do you feel it, you see it. Oof, oof. 
I imagine even if you're working with a guy, you got to be a little bit nervous about working Brock Lesnar. And he's just a beast. Yeah. Bill, do you remember the night that he debuted? I remember before he debuted in WWE. Oh, really? I remember him in Ohio Valley Wrestling. Oh, yeah. When he was teaming with Shelton Benjamin way back when. And uh, I had uh, photographed some matches uh, back in there. And Brock was one of these guys in the dressing room where a lot of the guys in the dressing room uh, before their matches are very, uh, they're easygoing and all this. I was almost hesitant to talk to him backstage. I really was because he just, he was the picture of danger. That's the best I could say, which would but, have been a know, great magazine but, headline. But it's like that with a lot of guys like that. You know, he, he, Brock, in, 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 in reality, he's a sweetheart of a guy. Oh, yeah. You yeah. know, I because he always, I think he may have had something to do with the Jimmy Johns. I'm not sure. But he would always talk to me about the Jimmy John's by getting a sandwich there, eating yep. there. But he, and Kane, he was the same identical way. People scared to death of him. And Mark Henry, you know, and once you talk to him, you know, they're little t they're teddy bears. But I mean, they're, they they ain't nothing to know to mess with now. You know, I'm just saying. <laughs> Brock, <laughs> Lesner, Brock Lesnar, if he had to shoot on somebody, it would always be Brock Lesnar in the shooter's seat, so to say. And he could, I mean, he was, he's one of the most dangerous people. Uh, in, legitimately. Yeah, yeah. legitimate uh, people. And uh, uh, to work against him in a wrestling match. And I don't know if anybody's ever tried to double cross him during a wrestling match, but you won't get away with it. Right, Danny? A little bit about Brock Lesnar. I want to kind of mention some of the things he did just in his first year in the WWE. He was the 2002 King of the Ring winner. He submitted Hulk Hogan in a 2002 SmackDown match and pinned The Rock to win the WWE Championship at SummerSlam 2002. Also in his rookie year, he beat The Undertaker in a Hell in a Cell match and won the 2003 Royal Rumble, defeating Kurt Angle at WrestleMania 19. <laughs> Incredible career for Brock Lesnar. Pure dominance in a rookie year. Was there ever anybody or has there been anybody since that's had a rookie year like Brock Lesnar? Probably not, but you know, one of the things about Brock Lesnar, if we're doing like a scouting report on him, is I do notice that as the match goes longer, if the opponent starts to get an edge on him, he starts to run down pretty, pretty quickly. It looks I've seen him a lot of times in in the ring being, you know, beaten pretty badly before he makes that just happens to make that comeback. And uh, um, I, it really surprised me at times that uh, some guys almost beat him uh, if they just kept their game up. Teddy, what do you think? Well, you know, like you're saying, you know, that you certainly got to keep your game up. That's no doubt about that. You know what I mean? But, you know, everybody's beatable. You just have to be in the right place at the right time. And that, and it may happen for you. So <laughs> now, Brock, what Teddy is saying, basically, is Brock is actually the character that he came out on this past week's Monday Night Raw, where he just was this nice, like, country music gentleman and Oh, how are you fans doing? How are you doing? And that's what he's uh, like backstage, except for the times he scared the hell out of me at Ohio Valley Wrestling. But yeah. um, but he's just such a, uh, a a dangerous person. Now to come back to WWE, it seems that 
whenever they need a devastating bad guy, it's him. And what he did at the Royal Rumble when he was eliminated by Bobby Lashley and then went totally nuts, I heard that nobody was expecting him to go that crazy. Uh, A little bit crazy, yes, but throwing the steps and... Hey, we're lucky that he didn't quit like he did years back. Uh, when we're back in the time machine, you know, he quit on WWE not long after his rookie year. Bill, do you remember what that was over? Was it him just wanting to experience new uh, opportunities, or I was don't it? Remember that was what that was over, but uh... but he ended up coming back, and of course, the one guy he got paired up with is the guy I want to talk about too, because. Uh, without this guy, I'm not sure we have Brock Lesnar, the beast that we have today, and that's Paul Heyman. Yeah. Bill, yeah. your thoughts? I mean, would would Brock be the monster that he is without Paul? I think that answer is yes, but he wouldn't be out there in the forefront as the monster because Paul Heyman, even though Brock can speak for himself, Paul Heyman has that extra bit of that marketing and know-how to take somebody's career to the next level. Teddy, what do you think about the pairing with Paul Heyman and uh, Brock Lesnar? Well, I think that's a smart thing to do. like I, like Bill was saying, you know, Paul Heyman is a great mouthpiece, but it's not so much as that Brock needs the mouthpiece. You know, Brock can basically talk himself. What Brock needs is the inside, the knowledge, the, the, the to know when to do this, to know when to do that. Paul Heyman has been around this business for a long, long time. And Paul Heyman certainly is a real smart guy. He's no dummy. And he understands the ins and outs. So he's the guy that can guide Brock. I mean, basically, I think Brock understands that Paul Heyman's probably the only guy that can keep him under control. You yep. know what I mean? Because yeah. he, you know, he's, I, he understands what Paul has done for him behind the scenes and done for him, you know, to advance his career. He understands that and he certainly appreciates that. And like I said, to have Heyman working with you, you know, couldn't couldn't be a better manager. Now, Teddy, no. you, 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 you've done, you've been a manager. Uh, when I see Paul Heyman, when he was growing up and he was a photographer for the magazines I worked for and some of the other magazines, uh, he was mentored by the Grand Wizard, Fred Blassie and Captain Lou Albano, three incredible managers. And many times, and I've told Paul this, I've emailed him and told him this. I said, it's incredible when you were with Brock Lesnar. I kind of saw the Grand Wizard in you. I kind of saw Fred Blassie in you. I kind of saw Lou Albano. And he told me those that, that those people are part of him and they just come out. And I think that really enhanced his presentation of Barack Lesnar. Yeah. Well, I, I, he, he does his own thing, you know what I mean? And that's good. He has his own signature saying, you know what I mean? That's Paul. Nobody does that but him, and that's great. Yeah, you know, Paul was one of those people, uh, just like Teddy, I grew up watching Southern wrestling, so I got to see people like Teddy, and I got people to see people, you know, like him, who, to me, Paul was always that little squirrely guy that was running around. You never could trust him, but he built a name for himself in this business, working from the bottom and going all the way to where he is now. And the Dangerous and- Alliance. And the, yes, I mean, just an incredible career for Paul himself. But to have Paul booked up with Brock Lesnar and, and the mouthpiece for Brock Lesnar, I think was needed in the very beginning. But now Brock seems to have found his own voice. And it seems to me that the character Brock Lesnar has actually come out much more than we've ever noticed just in the last two years. Yeah. Well, go ahead, Bill. No, I, I was going to say, uh, 
Uh, yes, but I enjoyed the Barack Lesnar that was with Paul Heyman. You were the beast. I, I find him, yeah, I find him when he comes, when he used to come out with Paul in the trunks and the gloves and everything, he was, I was like, if I'm a wrestling fan, I'm afraid of this guy. But now this nice guy's coming out in the overalls and the cowboy hat and the whole bit. And I want to, you know, nice guy is fun. Yes, you know, he can, he can kill people <laughs> if he wants to or cripple them or whatever. But I don't get that same danger feeling that I did um, when I saw him come out with Paul. Well, I want to watch this. That's all I got to say. <laughs> you want to see it? <laughs> I know. I know the wrestling business. You understand? I just want to watch and see where this goes. I, you on know, the other hand, on the other hand, this feud now with Bobby Lashley over being thrown over the top rope at the Royal Rumble. Yep. Uh, Lashley's got that impressive body, but yet every time he comes to the ring, pretty much so when he's not wrestling, is you know, with a suit or, you know, looking like a, um, a college athlete, which I think is, you know, very good to look like that as a champion. But I think to be more intimidating looking uh, like this past week's brawl when he came out to go face to face with Barack Lesnar, I would have liked to have seen him uh, in his wrestling gear instead. Teddy, you have a preference of the Brock you like? You like the, uh, the beast or do you prefer more of the, uh, the, the common kind of guy? Well, I, I like the beast. You the know beast, what I mean? Yep. I really I really like the beast. But you can also be the beast and the common guy. You yep. know what I mean? What did Superman do? He was a mild-mannered reporter. <laughs> I, I my, thought, my thought is that... Metropolitan newspaper. Yeah. My, my thought is that uh, we might be seeing Brock playing this role uh, because on his way out, he's going to leave out the ultimate beast that he has always been. So I think we're seeing a glimpse of, of Brock right now that we should enjoy because it's going to probably be the last time that we see this aspect of him because when he comes back as the beast, that's how I see him finally leaving the WWE. Which leads me to this question. Who on the WWE roster has the cojones to actually beat Brock Lesnar? Oh, I got it. That would be Gunther. The man that Gunther, lasted yep. throughout the Royal Rumble. I have become a big advocate of his because he lasted so long in the Royal Rumble. I knew him back in uh, England and Germany. I had seen him at several of the uh, shows back there where I was covering wrestling in that area. And he's he is felt. He is a monster. He can wrestle. He can brawl. He's got it all. I think uh, Gunther against Barack Lesnar would be a money match. Teddy? I agree. Is there anybody else that we're missing that could step up to Brock Lesnar? I mean, you know, it's a very limited field of people that actually, you know, that will sell a pay-per-view making you believe that, you know, that Brock could be beaten. And you got to figure Brock is the one who took out Undertaker in the 21-1 and uh, all those years ago, and we didn't expect that. So his caliber of talent has got to be a high caliber of talent that you know, talent well, that actually beats him. Well, that's what I just said in the beginning. Everybody can be beat. Yep. So we 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 never know. We may not never know the guy that we think that can beat Brock Lesnar might not be the guy. The guy no. that would beat him would probably be somebody we would never even dream of. It you might not be I mean? the guy. It might be yep. the girl, Ronda Rousey. 
Oh, come on. <laughs> come on. Might as well get Doink the Clown in there for that. Oh, you might as well just let him have wrestled the Invisible Man. <laughs> that would be, that would be let's, let's do talk about uh, that match, though, with uh, Brock Lesnar defeating The Undertaker. It had to be one of the biggest moments of his career professionally to actually pin The Undertaker at WrestleMania. Bill, what was your thought? You watched it as it went down. What what was your initial thought right as it went down? What was your gut saying? The same thing as that fan that you see all the time. That was my thought. I did not see it coming at all. I thought that perhaps it it would end some way with uh, uh, Brock Lesnar losing because this is the under-freaking-taker here. Nobody beats him, right? Right. Nobody at all. So... I think it caught, it was one of the best kept secrets in the wrestling business. I talked to a lot of the uh, the guys afterwards, uh, and nobody really knew it was, what was going to take place there. Nope. So, And I love, I love to be surprised in the wrestling business because so much of it's too predictable right now. And I, when somebody will call me about a title change, I don't want to hear it. Yep. Let, me, oh, yep. let me watch it. Teddy, how about you? Well, I thought the, the the same thing. I mean, golly, when I saw that happen, you know, there goes Brock. He certainly went up the ladder then. That really sent his stock sky high. So to be able to defeat a guy like The Undertaker, brother, there's, there's no better moment or no better feeling. So I can just imagine, you know, how Brock felt. Nobody's asked you. What what are you? Uh... Uh-oh. Oh, number one. Oh, boy, I tell you what, that's a number one no-no right there. <laughs> he must have that phone off. My phone was off. <laughs> <laughs> Must be an emergency call coming through. No, no, no. No, when it's all, don't let them come through. Nothing. Um, Matt, all right. What about um, you? Um, I thought that the uh, the match. Now, as a fan, I'm just I'm again as a fan. I'm one of the ones in the audience. My eyes, my mouth wide open, wondering what did just happened here. I honestly believed at the time that something went wrong because the pause of the fans right. in the audience caused me to go. Wait a minute. What happened? Something's not right because it's the first time that I think I've ever heard an audience go silent at the end of a match, complete silence. And it was just, it was kind of an odd, odd feeling for me to actually see that. The question is though, was that the right call, Bill? Was that the call for, uh, for Brock to go over or should Undertaker have left? You talking uh, about the call I just got that I was trying not to take? Yeah. Okay. No, <laughs> was it the right call? Yes, because it was a surprise. You can almost, if you're a wrestling fan for so many years, you can almost telegraph what has happened. Got you. So, oh, we yeah, about no, lost it, Bill. It, it, was great. it was great. It was a total shock. All so, right. So what's next for uh, Brock Lesnar? Where do you feel we're going to uh, go for WrestleMania, Bill? Uh, well, Bobby, Bobby Lashley, uh, I know they're going to compete at the, the Elimination Chamber. Correct. Uh, but I think it's going to carry over to WrestleMania, or it might be my guy, Gunther. Gunther, I think, would sell tickets, but the question is, do you need to sell any more tickets? I think they're sold out, aren't they? That don't mean nothing. Nope. That's right. <laughs> Thank you, Teddy. That don't mean nothing. They got, some, they got extra chairs they'll put out, my man. Now, they'll okay. more and more out there. Right? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Let the ring crew. No, I think uh, if we're going down the roster of uh, WWE uh, in terms of uh, – uh, people against Brock Lesnar, um, they could do an Undertaker comeback 
for make it a an easy type of match where Undertaker doesn't have to uh, wrestle that much. But I don't think he'd want that. But then again, if the Undertaker comes out as that biker persona, that's a different style of Undertaker. That's a puncher and kicker. So do we want to see uh, do we want to see part two where the Undertaker tries to get revenge on that? Teddy, what do you think? Well, I think Taker wants to enjoy the rest of his life and yeah. enjoy his kids and his family. You know what I mean? I mean, I heard him speak about that. You know, he's, you know, he's, he's, he's had, you know, he's enjoyed every moment of his career. And to be able to be with some with his kids now is a big deal with him because I heard him say, you know, with his older kids, by him being on the road a lot, he wasn't able to put in much time with them. And now he has the time to put in with his, you know, kids that are younger yeah. now. So I think he wants to just spend, a, you know, enjoy the rest of his life. Hey, let's put Otis in against Brock Lesnar. Who? We've seen a yeah. lot of uh, <laughs> a lot of Otis flying around the ring. I'm afraid. <laughs> no, we, me, won't, I, we won't see Otis anymore. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me uh, throw out a tag team uh, idea at you. What about Brock Lesnar and Gunther as a tag team? Working together, well, would they, would they but, not dominate? But here's what we're saying: Why are we doing talking about this when we don't even know what a Brock Lesnar is going to be employed in WWE? We don't know exactly. where he's going to even be here. That's so true because his contract comes at an end, uh, basically at WrestleMania, correct? Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. Let's not assume and make all these assumptions until we really know what's going on. We get people riled up, like, "Oh God, that's going to happen," and the guy yeah. may not even <laughs> resign. You know what I mean? What? So let's, yeah. Why don't, see where we take, going. why don't we take one of the younger people from NXT, somebody like Braun Breaker, mm. uh, the son of uh, Rick Steiner, and put him against someone like a, a you know, a, elevate him to a status where it would be palatable for him to uh, cause the exit of Brock Lesnar. Sure. I could see that. I can yeah, see I that. like that. I mean, that that uh, Steiner's kid has got great looking body. That kid yeah. looks really good, and he's a good worker. I've seen him work in the ring, so yeah, Bill, that, that, that's not a bad idea. Mm -mm. He certainly is. Guys, that's all the time we got for what uh, got for the, this week. Um, anything coming up, Bill? That's uh, we need to talk about for you? Uh, no, just uh, follow me uh, here on uh, Sports Kid. I'm still trying to make my plans to uh, get out to uh, WrestleMania. Um, my book is Wrestling Fixed. What's I didn't I didn't know it was broken. It's no, it's still available on uh, Amazon or uh, uh, anywhere fine books or bad books are sold. And uh, I just got I think I showed you this uh, last week. Uh, my Barry Windham little wrestle buddy here, yes. so you can donate and help that fun. And uh, again, with much love, uh, we are hoping for the king to uh, come out of this really well. Yeah. Teddy, how about you? What you got coming up? I ain't got nothing coming up but me and my... <laughs> hey, Brian, I got a, I got a bingo something. game taking place down the road, that's all. <laughs> <laughs> hey, let me tell you something, man. I'm, I'm, I mean, I don't know about the rest of these guys, but I'm enjoying the rest of my life, man. I, I, I love being at home and just going to the gym. I got me and my dog here. If you listen good, he's growling in the background. Now you hear something. But anyway, uh, I'll have some stuff coming up, I think, in the uh, end of February, and we'll start in March, and then I'll give you some dates on it. But right now, man, I'm just enjoying being at home. Well, wait a minute. Wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. You know, this is the Sports Kita 
award fest, uh, award time of the year. Pretty soon, all you fans are going to be able to vote for wrestler of the year, yes. um, tag team of the year, comeback of it. Just so many categories. Follow Sports Kita for more information. Follow them on Twitter. Follow them on Facebook. They're everywhere. Follow them at home. Follow them while you're walking. Sports Kita, <laughs> that's the brand. Okay. Also, I want to remind everybody that uh, Teddy and I will be taking uh, a little trip to uh, St. Louis, Missouri for the SICW Fan Fest and Hall of Fame. Uh, that'll be on May 13th, it's Saturday, uh, again in St. Louis, Missouri. Some of the names on that uh, Fan Fest include, just want to name a few of them here, Gerald Briscoe, JBL, Jimmy Hart, Tugboat, The Million Dollar Man, Brutus the Barber Beefcake, Enzo Earl Hebner, J.J. Dillon, Cowboy Bob Orton, Bushwhacker Luke. There's a bunch of them. Make sure you stop by SICW and get your tickets today. I have one more question to ask. Absolutely. This past Monday Night Raw, mm -hmm. JBL fired Baron Corbin. Now, we've seen Baron Corbin in... We've seen Baron Corbin in so many different roles. Where is this going? What's going to happen to the Baron? I got a feeling, uh, I don't know, but he's going to be hurting a lot pretty soon. Okay. All right. Well, that's, that's about the only kind of idea waiting. I can give you. We're just waiting to see what happens. I like that. That's too well, long. Bill, what do you think is going to happen with him? Uh, Baron Corbin? Yeah. I think he's going to, I don't know. <laughs> after that promo i mean are you left not going i'm not sure he even works there anymore well uh, maybe he'll be transferred to another brand that could be maybe NXT? he'll be back down maybe Teddy long will step in where jbl is <laughs> like no no thank you brother if you get if you couldn't get over uh, with jbl I sure don't want to be bothered with you. <laughs> okay. Message to Baron Corbin directly. Tweet that out. Yeah. Yeah. Right, JBL, guys. man. He's with one of the great. He was with one of the greatest guys in the business. Best talker in the world. All you got to do is stand back and listen. Just listen. That's all you got to do. And JBL will certainly show you how to get over. All right. Guys, that's it. That's all the time we have for this week. I am Mac Davis. That is pro wrestling journalist Bill Apter. And that is WWE Hall of Famer, Hala Hava Teddy Long. And this has been the Wrestling Time Machine. Holler! See you at the matches.